Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We learned that due to our legal transgressions, each of us um, have 700 gold due in a fortnight. Brick gets visited by a fiend. My best friend. Yeah, um, Karnak tells you that you're fiend-blessed and you sign your soul away. Signing Uh, our friendship. Yeah. Ganesh realizes that Pandy and Brick are up to something because they're planning on trying to maybe spring Eddie and sells us out to the popo. Mm-hmm. That stings. Yeah. And so um, Eddie had her trial. It's Lord Garlhan that brings in Chorus of Ariel. The prosecutor is curiously Pandy's father. And the judge is um, Lord Marquis. Brick and I, Pandy, are trapped. The trial gets underway. And that's when uh, Lord Garlhan comes in with uh, my father, Chorus. Um, don't recognize him immediately. Rick and I try to crash the hearings anyway. We fail horribly. Heroes not included. Was the elf that walked in with Lord Garland announced? No. Okay. But based on what the bailiff told you, you surmise that that's the prosecutor. But I still don't know their name, actually. In my mind, it's like Leaf, whatever I invented. Corvette right. Leafwad or whatever. Right, exactly. It's not Corvette, Corvette Leafwad. Leafwad. Yes. yes. God, no. <laughs> it's Chorus Averio. Well, Eddie doesn't know that. To Eddie, it's Corvette Leaf Wad. <laughs> the prosecutor s- turns and looks at the judge and says, Lord Garlhund hereby accuses the commoner halfling, Edith Evergreen, of using magic to influence Herve Talgrid, a member of the Lord Garlhund's household, without consent, and thus assaulting the Lord Garlhund's household. He then turns and looks at the gardener and he says, please step forward. You see the gardener kind of step into the middle of the room. The prosecutor looks at him and says, please relay to the court what happened. The gardener says, uh, well, three days ago, I was pruning the roses when the dogs, uh, they started barking at the gate. Someone was pounding on it. So I opened the window and asked their business. There was a whole gang of them. They kept demanding to see me lord, and I told them that he wasn't receiving any guests as he had instructed me. But they wouldn't take no for an answer and were getting pretty huffy about it. Next thing I know, I'm feeling all drunk-like and babbling like an idiot. Whatever I said, it seemed to satisfy him. Then like that, the drunk feeling went away. That little harpy, he points at you, Eddie, had gone and done charmed me. Ain't felt right in the head since. And you see the prosecutor That's looks at him and says, <laughs> Are any of her gang present in the courtroom today? 
I sit up straighter. I lower from the bar. (laughs) (laughs) And Pandy is, like, putting her face next to the bars. Mm -hmm. The garter kind of looks looks through the gallery and then kind of looks up at the balcony and he says, Yep, they be sitting right there. He points at all of you, looking at me all sinister-like. I kind of look around the audience and kind of, like, nod my head, nod my head. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm an orc, but like I've been playing the I'm not a sinister character game my entire life. <laughs> like if I were rolling this, I would get advantage. <laughs> so I'm just smiling okay. through the bars. So with that, the prosecutor looks at Ferv Teldred and says, "You may be seated." And points at the gallery. The gardener goes over and sits down in the front row of the gallery. He then turns and looks at you, Eddie, and he says, What is your name? Edith Evergreen. Were you in front of the Garlhund Villa three days past? I pause, and in my mind I'm like, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. <laughs> yes! Did you speak with Herv Teldred, gardener for Lord Garlhund? Yes! <laughs> Did you, without his consent, use a spell to charm him? Yes. Did you charm him as part of a conspiracy to learn privileged information about the Lord Garlhoon's household, his guests, his schedule, his current health? Could you repeat that question, please, sir? Did you charm him in an attempt to learn privileged information about the Lord Garlhoon's household, his guests, his schedule, or his current health? Mm, I'm really thinking about it. <laughs> Does Eddie lie? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> did you or did you not? I'm confused. I'm sorry. Sort of. You charmed the gardener, correct? Yes. Did you do so to learn information about what was going on in Lord Garlhoon's house? Yes, yeah, yes. Do you acknowledge that Herv Taldred is a member of Lord Garlhoon's household? Yes. Do you acknowledge that using magic on another person without their consent is an assault upon that person's own being? Yeah. And I'm just (laughs) nodding my head like... a great visual, but she's doing it with poise. Yeah. Yes, and my chin is up, my posture is still good, but my shoulders are just getting higher and higher up okay. as I'm, yes, yes! Then you further acknowledge that your act is an assault upon the Lord Garlund's household. Seeing as how the gardener is a member of that household and yeah. you assaulted him. Yes! Are you aware that any assault upon a lord brings with it a sentence of death? No. 
prosecutor then turns towards the judge and says, As you can see, my Lord Magister, the defendant admits to freely and of her own volition assaulting the Lord Garlhoon's household. And as this court has ruled on more than one occasion, an assault upon a lord's household is an assault upon the lord himself. If such assaults are not rewarded with the most stringent of penalties, then surely such miscreants and their peers will be emboldened. And if there is no protection assured a lord of this great city, then what comes next? An egalitarian hellscape without direction and guidance? from those the gods have chosen to bless with pedigree and privilege? Chaos. I therefore humbly ask the court for the fullest penalty under law. Death. As the uh, prosecutor speaks, mm-hmm. am I maybe informed more about who they might be, having heard their voice more, having yes. heard them speak? As soon as you hear the voice and the way the thing the way the prosecutor is holding himself, the way he is speaking, you recognize the prosecutor to be your long, long lost father. So, given that, as he gets through his little rantabilly mm-hmm. about um, getting all kill crazy on my friend, and I recognize that it is indeed my long-lost father. After he delivers his little thing, I, through the bars, um, am going to say, Father, loudly, loudly. the bars. You see that as soon as he finishes saying the word death, and when you say that, he stops for a second. For the briefest of moments, you see, he kind of tilts his head in your direction, and then he turns immediately right back towards the judge. So, louder still, I say, look at me. Okay. He doesn't turn around, but you see Lord Garlden kind of look at him like... And he looks at Lord... You see, he looks at Lord Garlden and he says... He just oh, waves his hand no. Mm. Okay. I look at Pandy mm-hmm. when Pandy says, yeah, look at me. Yeah, I mean, the me. courtroom is quiet right now because you're supposed to be, right? So, everyone heard Pandy say these things. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, even, I'm going to say in a shriek, Okay. I'm going to say, you are my father, look at me. At that, the judge pounds his gavel, and he says, quiet, I will have quiet in this courtroom, otherwise I shall hold you in contempt. I'm not in your courtroom, I'm behind bars upstairs like a captive dog. You shall not have quiet from up here. You'll have only honesty. And honestly, that is my father trying to put my friend to death. The judge then looks over at the bailiff and says, Bailiff? And the bailiff goes out a door. I think I've got this into a situation. Oh, oh no. Okay. You guys go running down the steps? We're going to mm-hmm. go run down the steps and um, I, I reach down my pants okay. and then pull out my thieves' tools okay. and then try and lock pick. All right. Several times you hear the lock click and disengage, but the door doesn't open. This is a good good lock. (laughs) It's not the lock! My dad is trying to kill my friend. I have to do something. What are you going to do? I don't know, I guess this. And I just draw my sword. (laughs) Okay. 
And I, um, I cast, uh, or I use um, an action, a, a, a bonus action to use blades on. Okay. And then I raise up my hand and say, friend, give me strength. And then try and form my, my maul. Your maul? Does it appear? No. There is, an, there is an anti-magic field around this entire place. Brilliant. I'm trained you. Twice in one day, dude. That's gonna really hurt. I'm sorry, dude. I've had a very, very, very bad day. The door opens, and you see the bailiff there, and he's like, All right, now just keep it down. I don't want to have to do anything. You don't want me to have to do anything. Just keep it down. I'm sure you can talk to him after the trial, all right? But can we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. After the trial, just... You know, they have to they have to leave the courtroom. You got to leave the courtroom. But you know, no one wants to get arrested. Alive though? Does everyone leave the courtroom alive? That's up to the judge. Well, exactly. I don't exactly trust him. Oh, he's a good judge. He's fair. Could have been worse. Your friend could have gotten So right now the door is open. Yeah, he's sitting there talking to you. Mm. It could have been worse. Your friend could have gotten uh, uh, Lord Harkham. Arkham won't even listen. Just as soon as the Lord shows up, he's like, whatever you want, Lord. I'm going to attempt to um, shove past him. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of shivvy past him. And he was like, oh, hey, hey, hey. I would... Are you going to just, like, dart down the hall? Yeah. Okay. He's like, I was going to let you out. He yells. <laughs> I love Mark. He's my favorite person right now. He's great. A really yeah. good. Really guy. fair, fair dude. Totally um, regular yeah. dude. All right, so Pandy, you are at. So you see Pandy start darting down the hallway. Are you after? I go. Excuse me. And then I. You go. shove past him, and as you do, your your mall forms. All right. So I got more swagger in my step. Now. <laughs> got my. Okay, you guys are running down the hall. Where are you headed? Towards the courtroom. Okay. The courtroom's behind two huge, big oak. Iron barred doors. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. Bust them open? Bust them straight through. Oh, well, I, I might slow up a little bit and let Eddie or let um, Brick actually do it because I'm not really strong. <laughs> okay. I give a wink and I kick the door. Give a wink and you kick the door. All right. Yeah, you kick the door right open, and so I assume uh, you two are coming on in? Yep. Coming in. All right. Firstly, this woman, Edith, is important to an investigation that's going on that involves safety of Watchdeep at whole, and every minute spent in this farcical trial is one that endangers Watchdeep more and more. Second, that man is my father and will not recognize me, and I call him to account publicly. Your father immediately turns and looks at you and says, Judge, with your permission. The judge says, Fine. And you see the judge touches something on his table, mm-hmm. and your father looks at you, points like this, and I need to, you need to give me a wisdom signal. Ooh, that's... 14. 14. Heavy chains spring out of the ground and wrap around your entire body, including wrapping around your mouth. You are completely and utterly restrained. Okay. And then you see the prosecutor turns and looks 
a U-brick. It kind of gives you a look like... Want to try your luck? And I just kind of phase my mole out. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of just cross my arms. Okay. And, and stand quiet. And I'm going to look at the judge and sort of, like, look, like, wince, and then look at my friends and say, if you respect me, you will respect this courtroom. What? Be still for the rest of the trial. Well, Penny doesn't have an option. <laughs> at that, Mark comes running around the, ba- the bailiff, comes running around the corner, huffing and puffing. He's sweating. It looks as though he hasn't ran in a long time. And he sees you, Pandy, laying there covered head to toe in these huge, heavy chains. They're all tied to the ground. And he sees you, Brick, and he goes, well, You're not going to give me any trouble, are you? Just sit down and be quiet. I say, <laughs> what do you what do you respond with, Brig? I walk to the opposite side of the seating as Ganesh. Okay, you sit down and give a look, a very hurt look. Mark bends over and kind of drags <laughs> and pulls and heaves and, <sighs> but finally, with some effort, he's able to get you upright, Pandy. So at least you. You might be restrained, but you are uh, currently standing upright. Yeah, have eyes on. Yeah, you got, you got eyes on. That's great. And you see Mark kind of looks up respectful. at the judge, and he, he wipes some sweat off his brow, and he goes, Right, my lord. Everything's under control. <sighs> and you see the judge touches something on the desk again, and all of a sudden, Pandy, you're able to see this sort of light blue haze again fill the courtroom. With that... The judge turns and looks at Eddie and says, Lord Garlund asks for the death sentence. Now is your moment to answer the charges. What say you? What say me? Well, I understand it is not my privilege to have witnesses or speak to anyone besides myself. So if you let me speak for a moment, I will do so. So, my friend's father here, no, I'm going to use his name. I don't know his name. (laughs) Call him him what you think his name is. That's what Eddie would do. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) Because we talked about it. Corvette Leaf Wad, the prosecutor here. Don't call my dad Leaf Wad. Oh, but, no, wait. Okay, anyways, I'm, so, the prosecutor. The prosecutor, yes. Uh, so I'm just gonna backtrack, take a deep breath, sit up straight, and say, the prosecutor mentioned several times the word assault. I think that the prosecutor's argument was sound, airtight, But, I would like to focus on that word in my mind, and I don't know the legal terminology for things, but when I hear that word, I think of harm. And when I broke the law, which I did, I had every intention to help the Lord. It was not for my gain 
in the slightest. With that being taken into consideration, I believe that the death sentence seems a little harsh and I should probably just have to pay money and do community service and I really didn't want to hurt anybody and I look at the gardener and say and I'm really sorry you still feel bad and if there's anything that I could do I would love to help and I'm sorry I just thought that something bad was happening to the Lord because there was a rumor about some blood on the ground I was very nervous and in fact it did turn out that the Lord was in trouble and he was helped by our inquiry so even though I broke the law it was for the greater good and I'll never do it again I swear and I'm really sorry and I please don't kill me <laughs> Can I try and roll persuasion? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Can she no. get advantage for having, or I can just give you inspiration? I have inspiration okay. already. Yeah, you're in a Well, you have that. halfling luck first. Okay, so. Yeah, halfling luck, use okay. halfling luck. Still gonna want to use that yep. inspiration. Oh, Crud! That's Better. a 17. 17, alright. <laughs> so, uh, the judge then. Did you roll a 17? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. No. Let's see. The judge then looks back at the prosecutor, looks uh, back at you, Eddie, and says, Very well, if the arguments have been made, then I shall retire while I consider the sentence. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. I'm inarticulately just, like, spitting through the chains. Um, can I have like kind of like a little sidebar that was happening while everybody was making cases and stuff. Gunesh always has that little notebook mm-hmm. that they keep notes in. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunesh would like to create a succinct summary of what actually happened when we were out front of the gardener's place. Okay, since so you did it once already um, right. for your report, it would be easy for you to remember and do. Right. And then I would like to like very quietly and unobtrusively, like, as, you know, stuff is happening up here that a lot of people are paying attention to, make my way back to the bailiff. Okay. Yeah, Mark is, is kind of leaning up against the door, kind of trying to keep Pandy vertical. Right, and so when I'm there, I also, like, put my hand on Pandy and kind of take the weight off of Mark for, for a minute. Yeah. He's sweating, he's, he's red in the face. I would like to... Oh, all of this is magic. I can't do any of it. Um, I would like to offer him a handkerchief okay. for his face. Oh, thank you. Kind of wipes it and wrings it out. Perfect. I take it back, stick it in my pocket. <laughs> I hand him, like, the folded pieces of paper, and I say, very quietly, Could you deliver this to the judge? Oh, well, that's kind of improper, you know. I'm not supposed to 
You know, he's he is uh, retired to consider his thing. I, re- I really think it would I think it would help. It's it's really like a transcript of what Eddie was saying up there to help him. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I suppose there was a lot of words being thrown around. They a lot of words. Of it's it's a lot. So I, I I thought I would do a little bit of service and kind of help. Give me a persuasion check. Okay, come on. Um, that's a fifteen. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah, I guess it wouldn't hurt. He takes a piece of paper from it and he says, uh, don't write know how to keep your friend upright. Sorry. That's fine. I'll stay here. Just glaring at Ganesh. I'm behind you. You can't glare at me. I'm glaring like this, with her eyes yeah. rolling into the back of their head yeah, to glare. Totally. Yeah. Um, Big Mark, side eye. Mark leaves uh, the courtroom. <laughs> About five minutes go by. Finally, Mark comes in at the other end of the courtroom and he says, All rise! Everyone stands back up. The judge comes in and sits down and looks like he's looking over a few things. And Ganesh, Pandy, you uh, both notice that you can see just the tiniest tip of a piece of paper that looks very similar to someone's notebook paper sitting on the table. Like green. And he (laughs) looks across the courtroom and he then turns and looks in Lord Garland's direction, and he says, Well, I see, Chorus, that you remain as eloquent and as faithful to your lord as ever. As you rightly note, an assault upon a lord's household is an assault upon the lord of the house. And you are also right in pointing out that the punishment for such an assault is death. However, It is clear to me that had the defendant not taken an interest in the unusual circumstances surrounding the Garland Villa, then it may have been some time before the horrible hostage situation was discovered. While the defendant did break the law, looks at you rather eternally, almost, it seems that in doing so they helped uncover a greater crime. Surely the aid the defendant provided, albeit inadvertently, in saving Lord Garland and his family from that horror should account for something. It is therefore my right and honorable decree that the defendant, Miss Edith Evergreen of Trollskull Alley, shall be spared death for their service to the greater security of this venerable city. And I thus find her innocent of the charge of assault upon a lord. However, it cannot be denied that she used her magical ability to charm Mr. Teldred without his consent. It is therefore my right and honorable decree that the defendant, Miss Edith Evergreen of Trollskull Alley, shall be fined 1,000 gold pieces with censure and released from custody immediately. He turns and he looks at you, Eddie, and he says, the censure in this sentence is that you shall not use magic for a fortnight within the walls of this city. That is my right and honorable decrees. He slams the gavel down and he says, dismissed. Polite clapping. And, well, you politely clap. The crowd, when they heard that death was involved, got really excited. Oh yeah, they did. And now that there's no death involved, are rather disappointed. So there's a lot of mumbling and, well, well, that's this one sucking. So people are starting to file out. 
And Lord Garland is the first to file out. He walks right down towards the exit. Chorus comes walking down towards the exit at you. Flaring through the chains. And he stops right in front of you, and he just looks you right in the eye. And he says, Always disappointing. (laughs) I flick him off. Pandy can't see it, but I am flicking him off. He walks by you, and as he walks out of the courtroom, the chains disappear. Mark comes around and opens up a gate that you didn't really notice it because it was kind of built into the framework of the defendant's box. And uh, opens up the gate and says, Well, looks like you're free. And I'm going to, like, clap while I can't reach his shoulder. I'm going to, like, reach up and clap him on the elbow and say, Yeah, swing by the bar sometime. Phew! <laughs> really dodged that one, huh? I also might have a little bit of pee on me. <laughs> and a lot of poop. <laughs> a lot of poop. The poop isn't mine. The pee might be mine. Well, you come around the corner and you see that there is Ganesh and Rick and Pandy. They're all have remained behind. Hey, friends. That was pretty weird, huh? That was a bit more than I was expecting. I didn't expect his lord to get behind it, given yeah. what he had done for the household. I didn't expect our friend to turn us in and snitch on us. You were going to disrupt the trial. You were going to get Eddie into even more trouble than she was already in. We, and we did didn't even disrupt know death the trial. Guys, 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 <laughs> it's over now. The only thing that we need to focus on is A, I need to make $1,000. B, your dad sucks. Yeah, uh, about that. And I'm just bolting off after okay. my dad. Yeah. Third, uh, we also owe 700 Yeah. Okay, so, that's... so we owe 700 Ooh, bad news. Also, mm-hmm. Mark... So it's the... like, what, 3800 you know, Like. Well, total? no, it's 700 in total for all of us. Oh, okay, it? okay. So 1700 So 1700 Okay. Yes. Also okay. just thought I'd let everybody know, Mark, sweet bailiff, gets half off. At our bar. Oh, totally. He was the one who delivered my notes to the judge. He's so... Well, and I already told him that. You brought me breakfast, kind of? (laughs) (laughs) Also, he let Brick and I just shove past him. It was just like, Hey, guys, come on. Pandy, you go (laughs) darken. Yeah, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find dad. Bad dad. Um, I'm trying to find that bad dad. As you go darting out of the building, you see down the steps in front of the building uh, is a carriage, and you see Lord Garland is climbing into the carriage, and you see your father is waiting to climb into the carriage as well. Okay, I'm I'm rushing up to him. Okay. And I'm going to, if I can make it in time, Mm -hmm. grab him by the shoulder and forcibly turn him around. Okay, you grab him by the shoulder and you spin him around. And he just looks at you, cold and unfeeling. Who even are you? Like, what are you doing? Do you not care about your child that you just threw under the carriage? (laughs) Real cold. He looks at you and he says, are you quite finished? No, I've not even begun yet. I'm sorry, my lord. He's turning around again to get into the carriage. I'm going to actually forcibly, like, grab his tunic mm-hmm. and throw him away from the carriage. Throw him away uh, from the carriage. Can have, I'm, I feel like 
we had a little chat about mm -hmm. Mark, and I want to see what's going on. You're going to make Andy. your way down? Yeah, totally. Okay, that, that works for me. And then position myself between him and the carriage. Pandy, if you'd be so kind as to roll initiative. Yeah. That is a five. Okay. So you grab, you grab him and you kind of spin him, spin him around and throw him out into the street. Yeah. He uh, immediately turns, looks at you, and fires something off, and you see a bolt of flame hit it right at you. What? Mm -hmm. What a creep! Like total <laughs> creep. Okay. I didn't really expect it to get into like magic telenovela. Yeah. Territory here. Yeah, this is totally is. What the it firebolt is. lands right next to your feet. Okay. He says, "Well, child, if this is what you want, no, I just want you to speak to me. I don't have anything what? to say to you. You obviously are a consort of criminals, and I see that you are continuing to engage in criminal behavior. Well, you're a consort of." Privileged people who take advantage of those that have less affluence than them. So, are you any better? I will not wear your resentment for your poor choices and your lack of ability to take advantage of the gifts that were given to you. Mm. Oh, will you live up to the responsibility of having a child? No. Well, that is a fault that I can't help you with. And you will have to live there. Well, thankfully, I wasn't looking for you. You'll do not cross my path again, child. Never tell me what to do. I'll do whatever I want, and I guarantee you, it will interfere with your plans. He just gives you a cold look and then disappears. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't able to say anything to him. I wasn't able to say anything to him. No. You were there at the top He's of the steps, though. He's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. They're notoriously was, not. As you came out of the courtroom, this I mean, this happened really quickly. I bolted, Andy bolted and down the steps. Had a rant. Grant, had a rant, grabbed yeah. them, threw them, fireball, blah, 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 you know, as you're coming down the steps. So, so after after this happens, Gunesh kind of walks up and, like, puts his hand on Pandy's shoulder and is like, I understand why you have a problem with the law and people who uphold the law, because that guy, that guy's a douche. So, I hope you don't... I hope you understand why I had to take the precautions I did today. But I understand why you felt like you had to do what you had to do today, too. And I just kind of, like, pat-pat. And I start walking towards the bar. Are we all in the... <clears throat> Everyone's out in front of the... Yeah, the courthouse. Um, so I'm just gonna... Penny's crying. Yeah, and I'm just gonna... straight up crying and glaring after Ganesh, presentably. Before Ganesh walks away, I'm going to be holding Pandy and saying, I'm going to play a card. My card is, I just spent a night in jail. So, if you all want to be super duper nice to me, can we just like have some drinks and not do much tonight? Can we just all be friends right now? I literally like was like walking off at the beginning of that because yeah. I did not want to be around for whatever kind of huddle they were going to have. Okay. Around this situation. Which is oh. a mess of blubbering Pandy and then uh -huh. If Eddie. you started to walk away, I would call after you. I would say, Gunesh, I want you to hear... No. No. Gunesh has had a day. Gunesh has done everything Gunesh can do to make sure this day has gone well. And Everyone Ganesh has fought notoriously, me. notoriously, famously, does their own thing. 
Well, I just, I'm not here for this. I did what right. I had to do. I feel like I saved the freaking day. You did save the day. I just And so I'm going to go get the bar ready while y'all fix your shit. What are you doing, Brick? I think you you made it to the, the you made it to the uh, outside at the top yeah. of the steps as the scene unfolded. I'm probably consoling Pandy at this point. I am bawling. I mean, it's a lot. I'm like half, you know, carrying, I, I, you, like, carrying you up to the screwed up my friend's trial and made an embarrassment embarrassment of myself, and then got basically like demoralized by my father. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not in a good place. Yeah. No, not, not, not really feeling super good. Um, so thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, all eventually make your way back to Troll Skull Alley and to the tavern. Okay. And I have everyone's favorite drinks already poured okay. for when you guys walk in. Right. That's good. Upon arrival... Ganesh, Jenny hands you a note. Okay, I open it and read it. Okay, she says, This one's weird. A flying snake dropped it off. Oh, fl- flying str- snake, okay. Yeah, I will uh, I will make note of that one. That's a, that's a new one for us, I think. I, I think we've got a couple pigeons and a couple of crows maybe, but not a flying snake so far. That's, that's a new one. Yeah, I didn't really want to take it, but um, here it is. Well, thank you very much for receiving it. You open it up and it reads, I would like to know more about what happened at Garlhund Villa. If you can spare the time, meet me at the Statue of the City of the Dead at High Sun tomorrow. You'll be paid generously for your time and trouble. Istrid Horn. Do I recognize that name? No. Do you leave the note out with everyone's favorite drink? Yeah, I do. So yeah, you all three finally arrive at the tavern to see that Ganesh has put out your favorite drink. Uh, there's some food on the table, and there's also a note. I'm really tired and really stressed. Like, I read the note. I'm just like, well, this sounds weird. I don't want to think about this right now. And then I start eating and drinking. Okay. I think I'm going to get drunk tonight is actually what I'm going to do. That's my plan. Giving Eddie a hug and saying, I'm glad you're back with us. And then I'm pounding a drink. Okay. Just and straight to the I head. would like to look at Brick. Mm-hmm. And like these two are like sharing, they're like, we're gonna get like white girl wasted tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I look at Brick and I'm like, I don't know who this Istred Horn is. Do you think maybe you could go down to a bar in the dock ward, ask around. I suppose I could do that. I can babysit these two tonight. I'm looking indirectly at you, not making full eye contact. Uh, someone might be feeling a little hurt. I'm, sor- I'm sorry about today, but I, I knew that Pandy had this wild idea, and I didn't want Eddie to get hurt by it. You gotta understand, I of all people understand how harsh the law can be with people, and I don't want anybody I care about going through that system. And I just kind of step over to you, grab a piece of your armor. If you ever put me behind bars again, I will end you. I didn't know about the bars. I thought they just weren't gonna let you in. 
if I had known about the bars, it would have been a different situation. I feel like Gunesh knows about the bar situation. Maybe a little. So, I just yeah. know that you have a visceral reaction to that. Yeah. Look, I can stand on one foot. And then I fall. Okay. As I am getting more intoxicated, <laughs> I'm going to lean over to Ganesh and say, Ganesh, I'm so worried that I'm going to accidentally use magic. <laughs> you know the laws. Do they, is there a collar on me? Do I, do they know if I do it accidentally? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but... You just gotta, just gotta chill and let anybody know, like, hey, I want a sandwich. Go get me, go get me something instead of me thinking about doing other things that might be magical. I'm gonna have to take a real bath. Yes. I've only prestidigitated for, like, 30 years. I don't want to take a bath. Well, maybe you can just ask Pandy to prestidigitate you. Get some of that strange prestidigitation, you know? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Somebody like, else's prestidigitation, it doesn't quite feel the same. It's like brushing my teeth with my left hand. Oh, wait, I don't even brush my teeth. I'm just trying to think of another example. Okay, I was just checking. I'm a little bit worried. I put away my spell sheet. <laughs> so, okay. The uh, conversation begins to devolve from there as you all eat and drink after an incredibly difficult day. Yes, it was difficult. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.